thing that they want to do. They, they don't want to just catch him. They want to put an end to him, and he's right. doing it himself. So, but it's it's thick, but it <laughs> it's it's a gri it's very funny. Yeah, the goal should be for them to die. Yeah. Right. And and, and it just well, because they're fucking kids. You know what the show is, right? I'm not talking to like some like yeah. super young audience that the people fuck kids okay they get off it's to it they think predator. about it it's to catch they're the predators predator. right they're, right. they're the, the bad guys yeah fucking kill no, em. i get it I you get kill them yeah god damn yeah. i thought it was fucking funny it you know that's why i just it have sadistic funny. thoughts though i want to hurt people it's like <laughs> a problem <laughs> and i also love the therapist joke Thank i thought you. that was great that's real. Yeah. I d I, that just happened last night. God yeah. bless. Thank what, God. What did you say that you go back to holding hands? Is that what you said? When you oh no, it's uh, OnlyFans. It's Only a it's a it's a it's a cam girl. It's like a porn. It's like amateur porn. It's these chicks online. There's more to this. Uh, like you know, like I could find the best therapist on OnlyFans. You know. Oh okay. So yeah, they're just I they're see, they're you know, and I love them, but they're whores, right? I love whores, and that, that's what they are, and they're great for me. Okay. It just I I could. <laughs> No, I love whores. There's nothing I wrong. Couldn't hear it. I, I like you said holding hands. I really enjoy holding hands. Doesn't do it for no, me. No, no, that wouldn't do it. I, 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 I love whores. There's nothing wrong with. I, someone's got to love them, and I'm, I'm that guy. So what's wrong with that? You're welcome. Mark Neuer's that guy. Um, Give it up for Mark Neuer, everybody! Yay! <laughs> Your next comedian is new to the room, I think. Haley Klarfeld. Please give it up, Haley. Hey, how's it going? What a space. What a space we've found ourselves in. On the stage? Wow. The whole time I was back there, I was like, I don't know if it's going to be up there. This almost feels like the spot. It might be here. No, okay. 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 I was driving here and I saw a sign and it said soft shoulder. I thought to myself, thank you. Saw another sign and it just said stock. I was like, you fucking stop. Very flirty signs. <laughs> Very flirty signs. And the next sign I saw, it was just like, hey, I know we just met, but like, I really like your body. And like, I think that like, maybe we would hit it off sometime. I was like, whew, a lot, a lot from these signs here in San Francisco, wow. Uh, McDonald's is my favorite restaurant. I know it's not like the cutest reveal, it's not like the cutest thing about me, um, but I've never once left McDonald's thinking like, I think the chef is having an off day. Like they've got the B team in there. Not one, every time I'm like, God fucking damn it! Again, done it again. Um, my f my favorite my favorite parts of that joke are referring to McDonald's as a restaurant and um, mentioning a chef. <coughs> Thank you. Um, I feel like there's this unwritten rule with people who are in relationships that when they're drinking, only one of them could be having a good time. <laughs> like the moment one of them lets their hair down and like makes eye contact with another person or like dances. It's like, David, what are you doing? 
get back here. We talked about this. It's going to be my night. David, sit. David, stay. It was nice for a moment over here, remember that moment? That was sweet. Uh, this is my impression of this is my impression of the man on the neighborhood watch sign. It was this. That was that was indulgent to do it twice just now. Oof. Um, hmm. Nice. I feel like pine cones are the sequins of the forest. I won't lie. Like, I, I do like it when you laugh. <laughs> I do prefer it. But, like, the, that, that silence, it's almost, it's almost sweeter. It's like we, could you imagine not hearing the raindrops? Silly. Uh silly raindrops. Um hmm, what else? Oh, I was at a bar recently and a man sat down next to me and a couple minutes later he leaned in and was like Am I bothering you? I just have to say, like, if you ever find yourself asking another person that, you're probably bothering them. But, but what happened next is what was really troubling, and it's, it's what's hard to even uh, relive and share with you all, because what happened next is I found myself saying things to him, like, cool leather jacket. Um, okay, decadent, indulgent, but like this, this was the moment over here when I was kind of like in the corner, so. Nice. Uh, this has been, this has been, um, this has been something new. So thanks everybody. Bye. Oh. Hey, feedback. Haley Kleinfeld, yay. The concept of feedback is so scary to me, but I'm here for it. Anybody have any questions? Oh, okay. Uh, I love the bit where you're like, you know, when you have a relate, like you have a partner, your boyfriend, I don't know what you're like, but uh, you go on a date and you're the only one who gets a drink. I want you to sell it to me. Pretend you got a cup in your hand. You're already fucked up. You already like pregame that shit. I, I was, that's what I was picturing. And you said you let your hair down. I don't know, maybe because I'm a typical guy. I want you to like to burp. Like, I'm at the party with my boyfriend, Charles. <laughs> And Charles watched tie my hair. I don't know. Like I want you to tell me more yeah. story about like you getting drunk when you're, you know, yeah. you know, in the relationship. I don't know if you're a good drunk or funny drunk or your partner's a funny drunk. I don't know. Like I, I thought you were gonna tell me more about that. Yeah. Uh, what else? You're you're likable on stage. That's a good thing. A lot of people are not likable on stage. Uh, no, it's true. As long as you know, I've been doing this a long time. Um, what else? Uh, keep going. Just keep writing. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I'd like to, um, with the signs, I thought you could do a whole bunch of signs like slow, wide turn were the <laughs> two that came to mind and, and act them out. Yeah. I thought that would be good. That would be fun. I've you tried a couple different ones. Those two are my favorite. 
Okay. Uh, comment on that joke too. I think the last joke, being as the as the like of that is that it's super an actually uh, sexually suggestive sign. It's just make it more more apparent because you were like, uh, I really like you, and it could be like, girl, I see you. <laughs> yeah. or, or something all right very good thank you Haley yay and your next comedian coming to the stage please give it up for Dominion there he is yay Laura thinks I'm a piece of ass. She's like coming to the stage. <laughs> Thanks. I'll play that ass shaky music. All right. <laughs> Not going to happen, Laura. And just because I'm just. Can't take off all your clothes. Anywho. Well, hello, everybody. Hello, um, Mutiny and Lauren. I think you're doing a really good job. And everybody, I'm enjoying being here with everyone. So, uh. Why is the ocean salty? <laughs> because the sky is bigger. All right, yeah. That's um, so everyone's familiar with the Escape from Alcatraz triathlon. It's an event where 2,000 athletes start at Alcatraz. They swim a mile and a half in cold, choppy water to San Francisco, then ride a bike through the city's hills for 18 miles and finish the race running an eight-mile trail. Yeah. Years ago, a 40-something-year-old who's not so handicapped for missing one arm placed in the top 20. Yeah. <laughs> the guy was interviewed after the competition and quoted saying, I would have finished sooner if I wasn't swimming in circles at the start. Yeah. What do old television sets and women share in common? So terrible. <laughs> When they start acting up, you can usually go back to watching the game in peace after a good smack. I know, oof, this is terrible. This <laughs> is bad. Um, so, a lot of new comics have jo talk, tell jokes about jerking off. I'm gonna talk about picking my nose. Yeah, I, I'll admit it's an unsavory habit, but it feels really good. And when you have wide nostrils, it makes rummaging drinking around super inviting. I'm also a switch picker. So I can pick as equally well with both hands, uh, but I hate when I cut my fingernails because I hate when I cut my fingernails because that's when it's the hardest to get a clean pick and flick. After cutting my nails, I usually have to reach really far and have to I have to really reach and stretch my end. not asleep here hold on for a moment damn it all right i want to scratch that one so anyways i'm from a dangerous part of the east bay called the east bay uh yeah it's pretty it's pretty bleak um when i leave san francisco after spending a day here then going back to the east bay it's like coming down really hard off drugs um after spending a day here where there's museums and culture you go back to where the bay is spelt b-a-b-a-e yeah you go from grand openings to grand closings Saw three of my East Bay friends on uh, Facebook dressed in flannel, uh, head to toe, and they were all headed to a pajama jam, and the post read, go outside and enjoy the colors. And I said to myself, no, I'm going to stay inside and avoid the gunfire. Yeah. 
can't really go too many places out there ever. Like when the sun goes down, be in the house. Cause fuck Freddy Krueger. <laughs> they they don't sleep out there. <laughs> Fucking Tweaker City. Like you guys have it good with the homeless out here in San Francisco. At least they just attack their own. Everywhere, like packs of pit bulls just around the fucking corner at any fucking moment getting ready to attack. Someone's mom comes out the fucking front with a gun and a frying pan. It's like, holy shit. (laughs) 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 That's like everywhere. Like I said, a dangerous part of the East Bay called the East Bay. Are you from the East Bay, ma'am? Okay. You look like you're offended by that. That's okay. That's okay. All right, everyone. Well, have a good night. I just kind of bullshit on that last part because I fucked up a bigger joke. Have a good one. That's oh. Thank. That's I'm my time. Short and sweet, like my penis. All right, great. <laughs> thank you. Communion. Right. Thank you. Anybody have any comments? Do you have a comment? Anybody have any feedback? No. All right. Give it up for Dominion Sims, everybody. Yay. Is Ray Khan here? No? Okay. Then your next meeting is Spencer. It's you. Spencer Devine. Yay. Woo. for Ray but he's not here so he'll I'll tell him that I told it on the radio and then he'll come to the show and I won't tell him about it and then he'll have to listen to it later um, so this is my impression of uh, six beast allaying thank you <laughs> oh shit Linda it's not what it looks like it's not oh no these are Okay, thank you. Um, I think that mythical creatures are safe at because every time someone believes in a mythical creature, there's some know-it-all asshole who uses science to explain it away. So uh, someone's like, "Oh man, I love unicorns." Wait a minute, did you know that unicorns actually existed? It's probably just the narwhal, you know, because they got the horn like that and they just got confused. Okay, fine. Uh, oh man, oh man, do you, did you know, do you know about, uh, um, you know about Bigfoot? Uh, I believe in Bigfoot. Actually, did you know that Bigfoot is actually, was just a pile of wigs in the woods, you know, it's like, 
I, I, God forbid that you see anything magical, because it's just going to get explained away. You're like, oh, man, I was abducted by aliens. And then someone comes along, and they're like, oh, man, Spencer was molested in, <laughs> in Chile. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's why the cows are so afraid. Uh, I hate when I, because I, I, I smoke cigarettes. I hate when someone's walking by me on the sidewalk and they're like, <coughs> when your smoke's not going anywhere near them, because it's just a passive aggressive way of saying, I don't like you. I'm going to let you. Now, I secretly hope that one day someone's mocking me and coughing, and that turns into an actual coughing. And then deep somewhere in their subconscious, it unlocks a new kink that they didn't even know that they had. And now they can never get off unless they're coughing. And then eventually they smoke the cigarettes because it's the only way to keep up with appearances. They can't let people know that they're a deviant. Um, people say that cigarettes are going to kill me, but you, n you know what else could kill me? Literally anyone or, or anything at any time for any reason. I don't know you people. Not really. But, but yeah, Maurizio could be in the back like, oh, today was the day of my father's death. 25 years ago, he was killed by a dick joke. I swear the first dick joke I hear, did he just say erect to DVD? Bang, 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 and that's how I die. And Mauricio did it. Just so if the if the police ever listen to this radio show, you'll you'll know. Uh, they're like Spencer. If you smoke cigarettes, you can't you can't go you can't go skydiving. You know they won't even let you take cigarettes on the plane. I'm like, what the fucking harm in it? What, how long am I gonna have them? It's just gonna be. Like you know, and now there's a bunch of geese smoking, and they needed the image booze. That's cool. Not even the people who invented skydiving wanted to go skydiving. They were crashing, <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, we need a hobby fast to live. You think the first guy who was running with the bulls wanted to do that shit? No, he was running from the bulls, and someone's like, oh, hey, can we join you? And he's like, no, I'm dying. Uh, and that's that. I've been Spencer Devine. Thank you so much. Fine, yay! Spencer, I love the thing with the six feet. I love the act out. That was great. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't worry. All right. Your next comedian coming to the stage is new to the area, and please welcome him, Dakota Price. Yay! Hello, hello everyone, it's me, Dakota Price, and uh, I just want you all to know that I'm imagining you naked, not because I'm nervous, but because I like it. All right, I'm looking at you. <laughs> no, it's going to get awkward up here, man. I'm here to ask the serious questions, man, and uh, one of those serious questions I like to ask is, uh, have you ever had macaroni so good it fucked your mouth? Well, I have. Though I often have sexual experiences with food. By that I mean I end up in the corner covered in greasy fluids, sticking my finger in the pizza box like, Ugh, you dirty bitch. What did you do to me? And then my asshole hurts afterwards. 
Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm from the South. I have a Southern dad, and I have a hippie mom. So I just got to deal with the weird shit. Like, you know, I'm spiritual, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, my mom passed away a few years ago. It was kind of sudden, kind of crazy, out of, out of the blue. And my dad, <laughs> he just immediately went to witchcraft. Like, he was telling me six months ago, he was like, so, son, I'm going to go down to New Orleans, and I'm going to get me one of them voodoo priests just to bring your mom back just for a day so I can have sex with her one last time. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to do with this information, Father. <laughs> no, man, I grew up with some fucking weird parents. My parents are young, man. They were really young. They were, uh, they were in their 20s when they had me, and uh, that just means that I've seen my parents fucking more than I probably should have. <laughs> Like, they were like horny teenagers, man. You leave them alone for 15 minutes, and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. No, uh, you know, being from the South, I'm told not to talk about things like uh, politics and religion. But I want to talk about religion because I think that shit's fucking hilarious. Like, communion, right? We know what that is. The Lord's Supper. Why are we having the Lord's Supper for breakfast? Uh, anyway... No, it's the bu it's the blood of Christ and the body of Christ. And uh, we spend all this time talking about the body and the blood, knowing that they grant our salvation. But what about the cum? What about the cum of Christ? What can that shit do? Is that how you get Baldwins? <laughs> no, uh, I even know how we could serve it at communion. It could come in, uh, any anybody ever had a toaster strudel? <laughs> just the, the, the packet with the, the icing, you just... You know? <laughs> no, uh, it's a little gay, you know? Nothing's gay in 2022. No, you can't just have one letters. It can't be gay like 90s gay, you know? Like, I could watch this guy suck 10 dicks, least gay shit I've seen all day. You need more letters, and you need to get your game up, and you get it going. No, I love it. No, uh, you know, everybody has their number when it comes to, 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 to sucking a dick. Uh, you know, mine is fluctuating right now like the price of Bitcoin, going up and down. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, it's getting real weird up here. Um, <laughs> so I just want to tell a real quick story. Uh, this is something I've been working on. This is a true story. So the first time I got caught smoking weed was the same day my dog died. Yeah, I was 12 years old. That's a young time to be smoking weed. But I stole some pot from my mom. And I was smoking it in the bathroom. They were. This is in the time when children left their. I mean, parents left their children home alone. Uh, so I was smoking my mom's weed in the bathroom. And then my little sister comes up to me and she's like, "Bubba, there's something happening under the house." So I'm like, "Stoned. Let's go on an adventure." I look, and it's a coyote that had eaten my dog. Yeah, horrible, brutal story, right? And uh, I'm high. Imagine a, t a high 12-year-old having to deal with this. I went and told my. Uh, I went. And <laughs> I went and called my dad. My dad came, killed the coyote, and I had to bury my dog. We were all solemn and going inside. He goes in the bathroom. Dakota, what is this? Oh, shit, he found the weed. My, my mom's pipe, everything. You know, he, I've been caught. I've been busted. Right? So being from the south, I got my ass whooped with a belt, you know. You know, uh, good old physical punishment, whatever. But, you know, my dad always did this thing. He asked me, do you know why you're in trouble, son? And I'd have to give him a real answer. I told him, because you caught me smoking pot. I said, no, because you stole your mom's pot. And uh, thank you all. That was my time.
Anybody have any comments? Yes, any comments? I do. As a matter of fact, I have something to say. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, dude, real funny stuff. You um, you had to bury the dog, but you didn't tell us what you did with the coyote. <laughs> so I think you should do you something about the coyote. Other than that, it's really funny. Um, God bless. Thank God. Merry Christmas. Anything else, guys? That was a that was a great story, Dakota. And I was just going to say what um what you said to your father when what do you want me to do, Dad? Have an act out about that when when he's yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. I get yeah. you. That's and I don't know what Baldwin's are. Oh, the Baldwin's. Uh, like uh, if you have the come of Christ, it can turn you into like Alec Baldwin, one of the Baldwin's. Oh, know. okay. Yeah. I don't know, because it's magical Christ come. It does weird shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Any any other comments? Yeah? No? So expand on the powers of the come of Christ. Just really get into the lore of how powerful the come of Christ could be. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thanks for the feedback, guys. Wait, one more. (laughs) (laughs) You could come in flavors, too. (laughs) God, I love you, Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dakota Price, everybody. One more time. Yay! Your next comedian coming up is Sam West. Yay! Oh. All right, everybody. I'm going to uh, try reworking a few things, but mainly actually trying some new stuff. And it's, it's been on, the, on, on deck for a little while, and I was like, it's a little iffy. So bear with me. Monday night, being outside. I'll start off with a sizzling. People ask me, Sam, how do you get so strange? To which I explained to them, well, I grew up and I ingested copious amounts of whiskey and tobacco. Luckily for me, it was just a candle. We've got to slow it down with all the different subscription services, you know? 15 bucks a pop, Redbox, Discovery Plus, Peacock, and that's just OnlyFans. See, I thought that was a little hacky because it was like very, I I know the formula. Uh, I love feedback, by the way. Um, I'm not into promiscuous hookups, you know, things without strings attached. I like the strings. Give me the strings. That's why I only fuck puppets now. Had to break it off with Pinocchio last week. I really like the guy, but he made everything too kinky. Like one night he asked me to role play as Elmo. I said, eh, not really my thing, you know, but do a mean Elmo impression, you know. Uh, Elmo likes that. You know, I, I can work with Elmo. But he never told me what he was going to be. And I had to find out halfway through Cordis when he turned around and said, I'm a real boy. That one's very interesting because that kills at bars when there's, like, one guy to tip it off and then it bombs everywhere else. <laughs> uh, all right. Growing up, I'd go to the same fair every year, 
and this creepy carny would always comment on how tall I'd grown. One night he asked me to go in this little tent with him so he could measure me. I said, sure, at which point he took his dick out and held it over my head. Now I think he might have been a pedophile, but I'll never know for sure, because after he measured me, he shook his head and said, nah, man, you're not tall enough to ride. All right. On the way here, I walked, had to go to the bathroom, so I stopped by a gas station. I said, hey, man, can I borrow the restroom? He said, no, sorry, dude, employees only. So I got smart with him. I said, hey, man, can I get a job application? I think he figured me out, but he gave me a chance. He said, I'll tell you what, if you can clean this restroom and make it cleaner than it's ever been before, you got the job. I said, I'll take you up on that. I went in there, and I destroyed that bathroom. I took, I took the biggest, most brutal, sh it, it was like a muskrat on the side of a lake. I was pissed at the guy, so I didn't even flush. I was, fuck this guy. Anyway, I'll spare you more description, but the moral of the story is I'm seriously questioning that gas station standard for cleanliness because I got the job. I'll end it with this, all right? One happy, we'll do some dark stuff. We'll do a silly joke, okay? Uh, my mother tried to commit suicide when she was young. <laughs> Here's what happened. She got real drunk, got behind the wheel of a car, drove into a tree. Luckily, she walked away unharmed. And to the amazement of everyone, about three weeks later, found out she was pregnant with the beautiful baby boy you see in front of you today. But I've always wondered, had she known she was pregnant, would she have still have had those drinks before the attempt? All right, thanks everybody. <laughs> have a good night. Sam West, yay! I think you should say, um, be specific. Should should she have had those six beers, or you know, and name it type of beer or whatever, been specific. Um, uh, also, one other thing I love is is the Pinocchio thing. Is it a line? I'm a real boy now. What did you, if you say now at the end, meaning because you had sex with him, now? Okay. Um, I felt like Elmo was a little bit of a throwaway. Because um, you did do a good impression of it, but... I feel like there's more tags that could come from including that in the joke. Um, it just could be more of a part of the joke. Or you could be like, he made me role play a cookie monster and he wouldn't let me swallow. Um, I mean, I but I also think I do see the potential that that act out could be really fun. Just regardless of what of what parties are what whatever you're role playing it could change but yay one more time for Sam West <laughs> and your next your next comedian is Mauricio yay yay 
give me all the love. Yes. Oh my God. White people arguing about magical coming shit, man. I cannot believe how outnumbered I am in the mission. This was La Mission. <laughs> all right. Too soon. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm actually old in comedy years. Uh, I remember performing here back in the day when it was uh, Pirate Cat Radio. You guys remember that shit? Yeah. Pam Benjamin was like a barista, and I got like a monkey, uh, mocha bacon latte. I was like. I was like, wow, that was a, those are that was a trip. I was like reflecting, walking down the street. This used to be one of the most dangerous neighborhoods ever, especially if we were Mexican. You know what I mean? Or like walking through here with a Dodger hat, and they'd be like, "What the fuck do you represent, homie?" And I was like, "Dude, this is a fucking Buddhist jacket. You know, I represent reading. I don't know, enlightenment." <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I've been uh, living in Hayes Valley for a hot minute, so I'm woke. You know, so I'm gonna slow my speech down for you, dumb sons of bitches. You know. That's I can easily say that about San Francisco. You dumb sons of bitches do not fucking read, right? You guys are so scared of education, you put Barnes & Noble in Emeryville. I was like, God damn, man. I'm a Seattle guy, and Seattle is just down the street, you know? Go in there, read for free, and then get home in time to watch Frasier on syndication. That's how I get down. Yeah. Ah, good stuff. Good times. Reflecting, man. Ah. Uh, th this does frustrate me a lot, man. One thing that does piss me off is I'm noticing right now that stand-up comedy is getting gentrified. There's motherfuckers that work in tech trying to do this, right? This is insane, you know? Like, they literally go to a nice house. They're like, don't do this. If you have a nice house and a nice relationship, go do that, man. Like, we are, <laughs> I'm fucked up in the head, man. This is it. This is all I got, right? Yeah, man. Like, oh, my God. And then I hate when they, like, start complaining on the Internet for, like, certain posts that I posted. Like, I actually pissed off a liberal white guy because I ins I dissed Caramel Del Toro, Mexican director. He's like, man, you're wrong, man. I was like, dude, you're not even Mexican. Like, dude. Like, and if he actually hired more Mexicans in his fucking films, then I wouldn't have to fucking diss him, right? I'm sorry that he sucks too much British dick, right? I can't respect that. My fucker's from Jalisco, man. I'm from fucking Sinaloa country, you know? I don't eat goat. There are differences, man. I would love to stab that man. My name's Spencer Devine. <laughs> Radio Universe. <laughs> uh, one thing I like to talk about is I almost died for a fourth time. This is it. Number four. I almost died from internal bleeding one more time. Damn right. I only respect comedians that almost died. If you haven't done that, you're probably not that funny. You should quit. <laughs> yeah, almost died for a fourth time, man. Lucky number four. Uh, I'll never forget the best one that I almost died. Uh, it was uh, actually like the first one back in Seattle. That's my most priceless one, my favorite one of them all. Remember, I was like at the park smoking DMT innocently with my friends, right? You know, and uh, and then we have one of my friends started talking about like portals to like different dimensions. I was like, yeah, this is where I gotta go, you know, <laughs> right? I start getting to the street corner, and this, uh, the nice white symbol, right, tells me to cross the street. Then a normal-sized white lady in a big SUV hit the shit out of me. That's crazy, right? So it knocked me out for a little bit, right? So in a dark place, I saw a white light, right? And I was getting closer and closer, and I heard a voice like, Mauricio, you have to go back. Your friends and family need you. I was like, but I don't like my family. They're all horrible people. And my friends are full of shit, man, all right? That's a horrible fucking place, man. I want to stay right here, damn it, all right? I was like, you owe me, universe. I was a really nice person. I want to stay here. You owe me a naked chick on a clan with two angels flying, god damn it. And then I came back. I was like, no, right? And I woke up in this white woman's arms. She's like, are you okay? Do you need to go to the hospital? I was like, I'm Mexican. I'm used to suffering, so I'm just going to go have a beer, right? 
And then I performed at a shitty gig in Tacoma, Washington with a little blood dripping. That's how much I love comedy. All right, was and uh, whew, right, man, that honk throws me off, man. I don't know what that means. I'll just keep doing thirties. <laughs> All right, um, thank you. My name's uh, Spencer Devine. Hey, Mauricio. I love the Barnes and Noble in Emeryville. That was great. I don't, uh, I don't know who this Spencer Devine guy is, but <laughs> he, he sounds handsome. Keep bringing him up. Very funny. I love you. I'm gonna get some of this, uh, these pecans. Okay, your next comedian coming to the stage. Please give it up for Art. Yay! Art G. Hello, everybody. Guys, we're here on the rainy day on a Monday. Let's give it up for us, huh? Yay! Yeah. Rainy day. Guys. Guys, I feel like I'm getting older because when I'm out with my boys now, we'd be talking about old people shit, you know? Like, we talk about the recession. We're not talking about the economy, just our hairlines. Fucked up. Inflation has fucked everything up, hasn't it? Food prices, inflated. Beer prices, inflated. Men's heights on dating apps, inflated. Fucked up. A little bit about me, guys. I'm an immigrant. Uh, I was born in Armenia. Then my family moved to Russia. Then we moved to the United States when I was 12. We moved here. I had the summer to learn as much English as I can before the school year started. And the advice that I got was to watch a lot of TV. If you hear people talk English on TV, you start picking up on the language. So I did. All summer long, I was watching TV like it was my job. But it was weird because I was starting to understand people on TV, but not in real life. Turns out I spent the entire summer watching Telemundo. Ay, Dios mío. Telemundo presenta. Uno telenovela. I don't know, man. I was flipping through the channels. I just saw the hot weather girls, and I was like, no, mames, way. This is the channel for me. I don't know. Being an immigrant is hard. Um, you know, you come to the United States, you don't know the language. It's a huge culture shock. It's hard to assimilate. Everything's so different, you know. And a lot of immigrants relate to this, no matter where you're from. But I have this one coworker that always wants to relate to me on immigrant shit. She always wants to remind me that she's an immigrant herself. And it pisses me off because she's from Canada. Toronto, Canada. See, three years ago, my country was fighting a war. And three years ago, Toronto, Canada was fighting the Golden State Warriors for an NBA championship. It just, I, I don't think it's the same, you know. And I'm kind of fucked up. You know, I grew up in Russia, so sometimes I think like a Russian. Because I look at Canada and I'll just think to myself, how come U.S. hasn't invaded them yet? Guys, um, I need to pull out my notes for this one. Um, the most badass thing about me, guys, is that I've been arrested and I went to jail. Yeah. The most dumbass thing about me is that I've been arrested and I went to jail in San Francisco for weed. And here's what's stupider. I did not get arrested by a San Francisco police officer. No. I did not get arrested by a California Highway Patrol officer. No. I got arrested by a San Francisco State University police officer. You know how embarrassing it is getting arrested by a campus cop? That's like getting suspended by a substitute teacher. 
And I did not know they were allowed to do that. I did not know they were allowed to do that. And then you might think, Art, that's stupid, right? Because, of course, a campus cop could arrest a student. Here's the thing. I was not a student. I was not even on campus. I was a mile away. It's actually true. Here's what happened. I was driving, and I got pulled over because my windows were tinted the fuck out. Limo tents can't see inside. So I got pulled over because obviously the cop couldn't see my white privilege. I got pulled over. I get handcuffed. He calls for backup, and real cops pull up this time, right? SIPD. This time, I imagine he called for backup. He was probably like, hey, this is campus cop. I made an arrest. I'm going to need backup. A real cop on the other line must have been like, are you even allowed to do that? Yeah, I went to, I was, I'm going to be honest, I was like one of those white boys that thought he was a little gangster, you know, I thought I was hard. But reality hits you so fast when you're in that jail cell and you got to make your one phone call, you're just like, Mom, please don't get mad at me. Could you pick me up from 850 Brian, please? Oh, I don't know. Uh, let's do some new jokes. Um, I'll go back to uh, talking about being an immigrant. One, one of the hardest things is like the culture shock. One of the biggest culture shocks of coming to America, which is seeing like strangers smile at you. They don't really do that in Russia, right? Especially men. Men in Russia don't smile at other men. It's too dangerous. Because somebody might think you're gay, and in Russia, that's five to seven years without possibility of parole. Can't risk it. The uh, sexuality is a spectrum, right? I think homophobia is as well. Because in San Francisco, if you call somebody an F-word, you're a homophobe, rightfully so. But in Russia, you call somebody an F-word, you're progressive. That's it. Thank you, guys. Yay, Art. Art G, everybody. Anybody have any comments? I love you too, Mark. What do you love about me? <laughs> Thank you. I didn't expect you to seriously answer the question, but thank you. <laughs> I love it. Surprise. I tried taking your feedback. I think I need to work on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hit up my friend. I was like, can you tell me what they say in the beginning of the telenovela? Yeah, I need to figure it out. Oh, yeah. That's good feedback. Other F word. He said, okay. Yeah, I thought you meant fuck too. What was that? I thought you meant fuck too. Okay, that's yeah. good feedback. I just, I'm just scared to turn the crowd away if I say fag on stage. Do it? <laughs> fuck, this is on air! I'm gonna get fired. Sorry. Well, uh, <laughs> the other F word. Okay. Oh, we'll try it. Yeah, yeah. Like a radio. This campus. Yeah, that works. That works. I like that. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a shitty actor.
This is Camposcope. <laughs> Over. I like that. That's really good. That's really good. Thank you. Anything else? <laughs> Fuck you, Mark. Uh -huh. All right. Thank you, guys. RG, everybody. Yay. We have two more comedians. And next one coming up to the stage, give a warm welcome to Kyle Morrissey. I was uh, I was watching. You were talking about Canada. I was. I remember watching those Canadian truckers protest all the COVID stuff last year, and I remember thinking, like, damn, I d I did not even realize they had Republicans. <laughs> like, like maybe I think that's why we haven't invaded them yet. We just assume everyone up there's a pussy. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you had to ask me what a Canadian, if you had to ask me what a Canadian conservative was, I would just assume it's someone who refuses to say sorry. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's as bad as it gets up there, just iPhone footage of a guy in a Tim Hortons parking lot. Just like, no, I'm not going to bloody say it. <laughs> like, you can't make me say it. You can't force me. I remember, so the truckers, they were like honking as a form of protest. They were honking, and they wouldn't stop honking, and everyone's getting pissed. And I remember Trudeau was like, as far as I'm concerned, these aren't even real Canadians. I was like, dude, they're making the same noise as your geese. <laughs> like... <laughs> they might be some patriots. I don't know. Anyways. Um, when I was growing up, I had parents who, you know, they said the whole, like, you can be whatever you want when you grow up. You can be whatever you want. And I remember feeling like that. I felt like they were kind of full of shit because I, they were the only ones who said that. I, I didn't have I didn't have any other parents <laughs> corroborating my potential. Like, if I, like, if my best friend's dad pulled me aside one day and was like, listen, you're the best son anyone could ever ask for, and I love you. <laughs> and then I'd be like, all right, maybe mom and dad are on to something. <laughs> you're that guy Shane's dad said I was cute. <laughs> like, you ever you ever have such a hard time remembering your childhood, you wonder if you were molested? <laughs> like, that's, that's I, I don't remember growing up, and I can't tell if it was because it was so boring or because something happened. <laughs> like, and uh, I'll be honest, I think what makes this even worse is I'm just kind of banking on maybe being molested as an excuse for all my flaws as a person. Uh, like I, I, have, I have terrible boundaries when it comes to people, and, and I don't want to take responsibility for it. So at this point, I'm just like, maybe I was molested. <laughs> like, that would expl I remember one time I had a therapist, was, he was like, I don't. I don't think you were molested. I was like, hold on. I. I might, let's not rule it out. I might need. I. Ne I might need to play this card <laughs> for a certain point. All right, we're gonna move on from that. Um, I've always. I've always thought it was weird that it's physically impossible to tickle yourself, but jerking off feels so good. I. I that. That. That feels like a paradox to me. Like my spouse will like tickle me as foreplay, but the moment it gets serious, I gotta be like, no, let me do this part. <laughs> like, <sighs> what else do we got on the docket today? <laughs> um, I uh, I I feel like everything that was cool when millennials were young has aged pretty poorly. Like, we used to get bloopers at the end of every movie. Even Pixar movies, which, uh, that's kind of weird, because it's like, you j now that I'm an adult, I'm like, you just made those bugs make mistakes. Like, that 
<laughs> that, that wasn't organic. That wasn't in the moment. What a weird job. Like, how was your day? How was your day at work, honey? I made a walking stick trip. Like, I, I'm choking on my saliva and I'm stumbling over my consonants up here. I don't really know what's going on, but I, I, I uh, bloopers nowadays suck. Now we get one blooper and we don't even get the movie. We just get a news article: Alec Baldwin killed somebody. <laughs> I want to see that movie. Like. <laughs> At least give they, at least they finish rush hour too. Like, do you honk me by any chance? Have I been honked? I'm I'm flowing up here. <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, it's one of those truckers. <laughs> I uh I was at a I was at a baseball game recently, and during the seventh inning stretch, everyone was singing the YMCA. You know, it's fun to stay at the YMCA. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. And just hearing that lyric over and over again, it hit me like, this song is so offensive to homeless people. <laughs> like, they must hate the. All they've been trying to do is stay at the YMCA, and they can't. They can't get in. They and now they the dude outside of Oracle Park has to listen to like fifty thousand people who will never need to stay at the YMCA. Talk about talk about how fun it is. The dude's been w trying. He's been sleeping in a tent. All right. <laughs> That's basically basically all my time. Thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> Kyle Morrissey. Yay. Anybody have any comments? No comments. I love the, the Pixar bloopers idea. That was great. They're very good. All right, we have one comedian left. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around. Please give a warm welcome to Sydney. Working? Oh, there it is. Okay. Hello. Okay. Hi. Um. I was. I learned. Um. I'm pretty behind on the news usually. So, but mostly because I've been avoiding it, but um, <laughs> I found out about the Trump baseball cards. <laughs> and I was like, Trump made these NFT baseball cards. I was just like, wow, we are really living in an SNL parody. And <laughs> I was like kind of mad about that. I was like, there's no way that reality um, is allowed to be an SNL parody. And so then I was like, well, how could I make it worse? <laughs> And I was like, what if Trump had tarot cards? Just like tarot, like Trump tarot cards, where Trump's face is photoshopped onto every card. And then I was like, but how do I make it worse? Because the AI generated Trump tarot cards. You know, AI is super popular. And so then I downloaded the AI. And it took a really long time to make them, but I did make some. And <laughs> they're really funny. I did bring a printout of a few um, to share if you wanted to see. Um, okay. You have to be very specific to the AI um, or else it'll make him look good. Um. <laughs> like it's a problem. But this one is the world. Um, if you input like 
um, like you, you give it a seed card and it'll like sort of generate it and stuff, and that's it. So, so the world and the devil are both both very the rider weight. And if you turn, there's the other one, if you turn some of them around, um, but there's also the star and the eight of And then um, I would just need to make sure that, you know, people who don't believe in tarot or astrology stay that way. Um, so yesterday, instead of celebrating Christmas, I went around posting signs on on the street poles saying that the moon is in retrograde. The moon can't go in retrograde. Retrograde is like going backwards and and but I don't know. I just thought that like people would get so upset about it. <laughs> or not notice it and continue to not notice it. <laughs> um but that's also an AI generated moon. So <laughs> whose moon is that? Um <laughs> nothing. That's what I uh, was doing for fun instead of celebrating Christmas with my family because that's way more fun than that. Um, but I have a story of, of something that happened at an event uh, last month that I think is pretty funny. Um, I was at this event and I was in the elevator and the elevator is part of this experience of this event. And there's this one guy and he's like, his whole shtick is like saying dad jokes, but they are getting me really upset because they weren't very funny and not very dad joke. Like, <laughs> and I'm in this elevator, it's packed, and his joke goes, why did Jesus die on the cross? And I muttered my answer, but I thought I muttered it loud enough, but I just thought that no one thought it was funny. And so then he says his answer, and his answer was, because he forgot the safe word. <laughs> and I hated it. And so so I got I like stormed out of the elevator pretty upset, but no one um, laughed at my joke because I thought it was funnier. Um, but then I was trapped in the Taylor Swift room because my friends were singing songs, and so I was in the bathroom taking selfies, as Taylor Swift does. And then the guy walks back in into this room, and I'm just like, oh, no, we have to leave immediately. The guy's back. I don't want to hear his stupid jokes. And he, like, says his first joke. And I'm just, like, really angry at him for no reason. Um, but he doesn't know that. And I'm in the bathroom trying to avoid him. And he's just, like, like so happy-go-lucky. He doesn't even notice what's going on. And so he says his joke, why did Jesus die on the cross? And then I, like, turned around. I was real upset. And I was like, to get to the other side! <laughs> and then I left. Sydney, everybody, thank you. Ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna do a real quick. Do you want? Do you still want to do it? No. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm gonna do a real quick. Thank you. Give it up for Lauren, folks. Come Yay. on, one more time. Thank you. Yay. This is this is real. Just real quick. One one thing for uh, Scotto and one thing for me. Um, my therapist says that I have cognitive distortions, but she doesn't always call it that. She usually just says, my thinking is fucked up. It's a technical term, cognitive distortions. It means your parents really fucked you up. Expect a lifetime of therapy. 
<laughs> I should. I can't remember the rest of it. God damn it. All right, we'll just do this other one then. Um, this is a song that uh, uh, Scott wanted me to sing for you. I was singing this. Uh, maybe you probably guys know this one. Uh, I like to count things in my head because I have OCD. I like to drive myself insane and do so endlessly. You remember that Coca-Cola ad from the 70s? I like to teach the world to count and be obsessed like me, where everything has a number to count and sometimes it won't rhyme. Everybody, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, thank you, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, Ladies only, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. OCD is the real thing, not Coca-Cola. That's for you, Scotto. All right, thanks, everybody. That <laughs> Do one for you? Do you want to hear the existential crisis song? Okay. Oh, I hate to have an existential crisis when I'm on stage in front of all of you questioning life's meaning and its purpose, not finding any and letting you all down. <laughs> all right, thank you guys. Thank you for sticking around. Thanks for coming out in the rain. This is a joke workshop. I hope it's been helpful. Thanks very much. Good night.
for sale no more. This is Mutiny Radio with the shows of Found Round Town, the Brickers you're hearing from John Hughes, movies we heard, Killing Joke, Yellow, Big Audio, Dynamite, Oingo, Boingo, Patty Smith, Six Six, Sputnik, Billy Idol, Ray Charles, OMD, Jet Republic, Psychedelic Birds, Jesus Berry, James Loves Lobos, Love and Rockets, Rob Boston, Echo and Bunnyman Vapors, and the Dream Academy. This is the Penguin Cafe Orchestra. Remember, in an hour, we got to watch a movie with Carl and Mike. Full length. On the less than an hour shit for them. Please send us money.
Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, oh, Mike Spiegelman, oh, Mike Spiegelman, oh, Mike Spiegelman, hey, Mike Spiegelman, oh, Mike Spiegelman, 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 Mike I think you skipped an initial. What is the name of our show? L, that's let's, or let us. And let us is very important because uh, it, it adds to your sandwich. It is not important. It's not so, it adds Christmas. Anyway, so it adds Christmas and Christmas to your sandwich. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. I want to be the first this year to wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, at the bottom of my lunchbox. <laughs> anyway, weren't we starting a podcast about a movie thing or something? Hey, Carl, we are right now streaming first on mutinyradio.fm, as we do every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Big shout-out to Mutiny Radio, which you can contribute to them by donating money. Go to mutinyradio.fm, check out their lineup, check out how their live streaming radio works. Radio? And then... Get the comedy. Uh, to donate, hit the donate button or go to Venmo and donate at Mutiny Radio. They have a great lineup, great lineup today. Make Sunday a day, listening to Mutiny Radio. 
or you can subscribe to our podcast by the correct acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Lettuce. Watch a plum on YouTube. And also, we're on, uh, we have a YouTube channel as well. This is all video as well. So you can just subscribe to the YouTube podcast at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We're going to watch a full-length movie we found on YouTube, stuff that I read about and I can't find. And uh, Carl's actually mastermind behind the show. You heard his theme song up front. He has a celebrity comedian uh, interview coming up. And he also found the movie, uh, researched this movie, watched it several times, and he I've never seen it. He's going to go ahead, and we're going to all watch this movie together. Carl, what is the movie this week? Uh, today, we will watch White Coats 2004. That is what you put in the YouTube search engine, White Coats 2004. Now, Mike, unfortunately, the channel we like, Film Rise, there uh-huh. will be an ad. There will be one single ad, and it's not at the beginning. It's really inconvenient for our audience. So when the ad comes, let's not hit the skip button. Let's – or am I okay, wrong you... about that? People might get different ads. So so that's the thing. So one thing right now, and I just did it myself for Film Rise, is there's going to be an ad up front. We're going to have a celebrity convenient come on next that Carlos is going to interview. Wait, really Mike, interesting I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Lots of times the ad comes up very first thing, but in this, it, every time I watched it, it came up a little bit into it. So it's okay. kind of sucky for the audience. So what we're going to do when the ad plays, we're all going to do a countdown to hit the skip button together. Okay, so fair enough. We're giving you a double ad warning. Carl just mentioned during the duration of this film, Film Rise is going to pop up an ad. We are going to, uh, when we get it, we're just going to skip ad together. And hopefully we'll all sync up. This is the best we can do. Uh, sometimes they put ads in the middle. I want to mention also that there's an ad up front, two of them. So okay. during the interview, uh, go ahead, listen. But, you know, on your YouTube, play the two ads, and then hit pause, and then move it to zero, zero. So we want you to find White Coats 2004. This is on the Film Rise movie ch- uh, channel, channel yeah. which, by the way, they have their own app. You can stream it as well, Film Rise oh. Movies. Yeah, and really uh, Film. Play the double ads, and then finally hit pause, move it to zero, zero. While we all do that, I'm really interested. I haven't heard it yet. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Anthony Crescenza. Welcome, hey. Anthony. How's everything going, Carl? Everything's going great, and I'm very glad that you're on. And really... It's extremely overdue. You're one of my first friends in comedy. I think we got to know each other like 2017, right? Yeah. I, I met you before you even started at the club. Yeah, I, I went to the open mics, and you were hosting them rather than Gene at the time. And I got to know you. You booked me on some stuff. Um, that went away. We'll talk about that. But what I want to do... I don't think do, that had anything to do with you. Just the stuff went away. The stuff well, that well, you're Islands of Spirits right up here by my house. And there was... Well, I don't know. We could talk about it. But oh, there was yeah, yeah. Islands of Spirits. We stopped doing We stopped doing shows over there. I don't, they might want to start doing it again at some point in the near future. I'll let you know if that happens. That sounds great. No, but there were, you booked me at a lot of places. I just brought up one of them. Okay. Okay, now... I want to get down and dirty 
I want to do some rumor and shit talking right now. You listen to this podcast. Now tell the honest truth. Come on, let it out. Why did you give up on Scotty's? Come on, let's hear the dirt. Oh, okay. No problem at all. Your audio went bleep for a second, so I just looked very confused because of that. That's fine. Um, yeah, I have no problems talking about this. I've talked about it before. All right, so the real reason I left Scotty's was I felt undervalued. That's really all it was, as far as I understood, at least. That was the okay. thing. Um, I had an opportunity to make my own club. I'd, I'd been there for, what, like eight years? Right. And I had already managed uh, – broad. I, I was – I had already managed Broadway Comedy Club a little bit, uh, New York Comedy Club, uh, with the old owners, not Empire. And uh, and then we opened up the pulpit in the Bronx. I came back to Scotty's, and they just uh, they were undervaluing me as far as I was concerned. And so when this opportunity showed up, I was like, yeah, why wouldn't I want to run my own club? Like, be the owner of the club. And I'm like, yeah, done. And then I, I informed Gene before mm-hmm. it happened. I wasn't gonna be secretive or a jerk i knew he'd find out ironically second week i had that place open he booked me for a spot oh i I wound up working uh over at scotty's when i owned devil's den it wasn't like i was just like absolutely not i will never i was just like you know i i felt that i was uh i was shortchanging myself you you turned him down that for that booking you're saying you didn't come back to Scotty's. Yes, I did. Oh, you did. Okay, you I did. did. I had uh, I had one I had one MC spot out of a weekend, and I just went, yeah, this is definitely. You know what? I'm gonna do this, but this isn't working for me. Okay. Yeah, and but, but under as far as I mean, they're still they're still running, and uh, my place in Newark currently isn't. So, <laughs> I mean, we're looking for a new spot, but you know, it still worked out in my favor. Yeah, well, that's the ups and downs of being a producer, and I was going to get to that with you. But the thing is, back in the day, pre-pandemic, we had you, Hollywood, Demetrio, myself, and wasn't there a fifth? Or was it just um, okay, the four? So, so it was, um, all right, when I came in originally, right. it was uh, Jason, Doug, Rob and Apple. Rob. Right, right. And then, and then when uh, I only came in because Doug wanted to go, and then it wound up being uh, Kevin Kevin Hall came in, and then Hollywood came in, and then I think Kevin left and you came in his place. No, it was replaced Rob Eppel. Oh, okay. Because there was a scandal with Rob, like he's playing a club down the street or something and Gene was yeah. kicking him out and, and and Hollywood recommended me and Hollywood doesn't even remember that he recommended me and that was oh, my yeah, I don't think he recommended you because he asked me about it uh-huh. he's like how do you feel about Carl? I was like he's in his first year this is the perfect thing and he's like he goes really? because he's in his first year that's what you're saying? I go honestly no one should manage the club for more than a year. I'm like, I've been here too long. He's like, right, right. Yeah, but yeah. you should stay. And I was like, no, no, no. And it's no offense to them. I just, I, this is my personal opinion on uh, management, and everybody tells me I'm wrong, and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I feel like your your first year do a guest spot. Your second year, 
either manage or MC, and then your third, do the opposite. And then your fourth year, you should be moved up to that feature. And then mm -hmm. if you're not ready to headline that club in like five years, it's not going to have the business. It's just that ain't, that ain't the club for you. You should, you right. should have at least yeah. within five years, you should be at least one, uh, one time a year doing minimum 45 minutes. Now, I wanted to move on to you becoming a comedy producer. Uh, yeah. That is really a forte of yours, you know, and and uh, you get the opportunities. You have no problem knocking on doors, making phone calls, going to places and making a deal and producing comedy shows. So, like, not how did you fall into that, because I think you're just a can-do, get-it-done guy, but why did you decide to be a comedy producer? Uh, okay, so... Two things. A lot of people think that I'm producing a lot more than I am. I work for a lot of people. Uh, actually, by far, at this point, most of my gigs are not under Devil's Den Comedy Club, and they're not under Anthony Crescenzo. They're just I'm picking up gigs. Uh -huh. um, I'm, I'm putting in. That's really what it is. I'm always putting in for something. Uh, but what got me into doing production was uh, I right, a couple of reasons. One, I wanted to get myself into places that I couldn't necessarily get uh, right. just by asking. So, I'd, you know, I would find a place that nobody else was doing. Like, like a, a place that was just doing uh, karaoke or bing, uh, bingo or trivia or whatever it was. Right. Uh, sometimes I'll do churches. It doesn't really matter to me because my whole idea is I want to get in. And if I can get my friends in with me, then I get to have a good time on the way there, on the way back, you know, while I'm working, it's a fun, it's a fun opportunity. And mm -hmm. making a few bucks always helps. Uh, but that's, <laughs> and also you you want to, you want to be, uh, you want to be the face of your own product. So a lot of it was just like my face on the posters, but not all the posters. A lot of them, it would just say comedy. It wouldn't say, or it would say Devil's End Comedy Club. It, or pulpit. It wouldn't say Anthony Crescenzo. It wouldn't have my face. Well, there was a time when Wild of Spirits didn't have my face. It had right. my name. That wasn't even the one that put together the poster. Yeah. Sometimes you are the brand, but that is not consistent. And I think you're more interested in the show. Um, you know, getting people to come out to the show. You know. Okay, so. Yeah. Tell me, Anthony Crescenza, how can people find you out there on social media, on a website, or the production company Devil's Den? How do people see what you're up to out there on the internet? Yeah, the easiest way is online. Sorry, one more time. I will edit this. Go ahead and tell me. How can people find you out there on the internet? Okay. Uh, the easiest ways are for Devil's Den Comedy Club, go to devildencomedyclub.com or go to the Facebook for Devil's Den or the Instagram for Devil's Den. Um, those are the best ways to find out about Devil's Den Productions. Now, when it comes to Anthony Crescenzo, it's anthonycrescenzo.com, but you'd also be able to find out through uh, Instagram, TikTok, um, Facebook, and then the Eventbrites are always going. And if you go to Anthony, uh, Anthony Crescenzo, Comedian or AP Crescenzo, I think is what it is. We uh -huh. just released the uh, the special uh, <laughs> ping pong. Just came out on YouTube today. Uh, ping pong. Yeah, that was at the Devil's End Comedy Club in Newark. It's actually it's it's already streaming 
and it's doing pretty well. I went to go look at the analytics about an hour ago. Okay. Now, Ping Pong is on your YouTube channel, and what Pinball. is the... Pinball. Not Ping Pong. Pin... No, and I actually say Ping oh. Pong by accident during the special. Oh, uh, all right. Okay, so it's Pinball. And pinball. what is your like, YouTube bing, channel? Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> what is your YouTube channel? Uh, I believe it's AP Crescenzo. I'll make 100% sure. Is that your middle initial P? Yeah. Crescenzo. Uh, okay. I'll tell you right now exactly what it is. Good. Because people got to know. I know. I'm also going to send you a link to the special. And the trailer for it. You just ping pong that right over to me. Yeah. Let me see exactly what it is. This way I'm not screwing it up. It is. It's AP Crescenzo. AP Crescenzo. Okay, that's the YouTube. Okay, great. Now, Anthony Crescenzo. Everybody at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home has got to press play at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. And that's what you're here for, Anthony Crescenzo. So why don't you go ahead and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. This is Anthony Crescenzo. Put your watching movie hat on right now. We're watching this movie in three, two, one. Press. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian Countdown. It's 2006. I said this movie was 2004. Right, 2004. DVA films. Oh, it says 2006. It's probably because the DVD was released in the United States. Okay. This and is a I foreign guess, film? This is a Canadian film. Now, you know we see lots of movies in which they filmed in Canada because it was cheaper. Not this film. This film is Canadian. <laughs> Funded by the Canadian government. Every actor in here is going to be Canadian. Well, that's good. I mean, there's a lot of very funny comedians. So Jim Carrey's going to be on this? Can't wait. <laughs> well, actually, Jim Carrey's not going to be on it, but... Um, a, a guy who we watch in many films that people accur accuse of being um, that, like Jim Carrey is going to be on it. It's David Dave Brewer, who who we know as Max Headroom. Lots Matt of people, Brewer. yeah. Well, Matt Matt Brewer. Yeah. Lots of people say that he's very much like Jim Carrey. I don't know. I think they're right, but. Well, he didn't copy Jim Carrey. He was just always like that as a comedic actor. One of the reasons why this movie pulled me is two reasons. Right now, Dave Thomas is on screen. He ah. uh, is, of course, one of the McKenzie brothers, SCTV, Grace Under Fire, and he directed this movie, one of his rare movie directs. Yep. And also, Matt Fewer, who you love, because we've seen him in, like, Speed Zone. Yes. And, uh, and other films. National Lampoon's. Senior Trip. Senior trip, and another woman in here is in senior trip, right? And, and wasn't he the farmer? There was um another National Lampoon movie like Going the Distance, I think it was called. That's right. That and was he Canadian was the too. Farmer in it, yeah. Yeah. All right. So with Dan Aykroyd, Canadian. That's one of them, right? Yes, absolutely. No, everyone you're seeing right now is on this screen. They're all Canadian. She is yeah, Canadian. He is Canadian. Weird. So I'm glad I have subtitles up so I can understand this. 
He's a Canuck and she's a Cud chick. Dave Foley? Canadian. Yes. Is Dave Foley good in this movie or is he embarrassing? We saw him in Postal. That's the only reason why I'm asking. He's good in this film. He's good in this film. Okay, turn it up for a minute because you get a funny joke. She... Because he gets the diagnosis and walks away. Here it is. Very good, Mitch Towers. Moving on. Isn't anybody going to pressure test my whatever? All right, burn victim, second degree. That was the joke. I need a Carl, I hate, uh, someone said something insulting to the guy. I'm kidding. It was a burn victim. He didn't have a response. Uh, I'm not following you, Mike, but I want you to know this movie is very bad, and it's very unfunny. And every now and again, I'll tell you to turn up the sound because a funny thing's coming. It's going to give the audience impression this is a good movie. It is not. There's so I mean, many unfunny bits. I think Ian Thomas, who did the music, is Dave Thomas's brother because I know that his brother was involved. I don't remember if it was Ian, but he was a musician. Is a musician. Way to get work, right? Well, no, you just you know you got to rely on somebody. Listen, I got to get the music down while I direct this film. I'll get my brother in. Done. Well, I appreciate that. Many of the theme songs that you hear on this show, my son helped me. Uh, record and played instruments and sang on. So, right. yeah, I get it. It's less nepotism and more you're in the room. <laughs> I need the thud. So, we just met our love interest, okay? And you see, this film is poor, and one of the reasons it's poor is it has so many different tones. Like, when you first start watching it, you think it ought to be a National Lampoon. With all of its like uh, which, outrageous, which, how many medical uh, uh, work comedies have we seen, especially under the National Lampoon band? I mean, the first one I think is Robo Doc. Was that a National Lampoon? Because that's yes. a good example. And that was Canadian. That had Alan, Alan Thicke in it. Uh huh. Yeah, it did. Right. That was the movie we watched that had Michael Winslow, and he did not do one sound effect. Oh, there's my Barbie. Boing. Now, when I first started watching this thing without any research, I saw Dave Thomas at the beginning, and I thought of that movie, RoboCop. I was like, oh, here's his cameo, and then he's walking away. Dan Aykroyd's in this film. Let's see how low these guys' careers have sunk. But no, not at all. Dave Thomas made this movie. He's proud of this movie. He toured Canada promoting this movie. Wow. Unfortunately, it was a box office failure. It seems like a good product. I mean, it no, has comedy. No. no? No, Mike. It is not I know good. This. I know this for a fact, Carl. I love Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas, not only uh, – he wrote a book, like a big coffee table book, and I had to leave it when I moved to San Francisco. I left it on the sidewalk, SCTV, Aww. and it just broke down. It was an oral – he just talked about the background and the history of the show and, and mm -hmm. how they all met and beforehand. Like, they were making fun of NBC executives. You know how they would parody and, and dress up and satirize yeah. current... One guy Dave Thomas did was this red-haired lumberjack. was a parody of the NBC executive that was meddling in their show. During... Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, it was funny stuff. So I really like this guy, and uh, 
sometimes when they direct, like Eugene Levy directed a film with Belzer, and it was really bad, and you don't hear about it much. But it's so when they hear they directed the movie, I want to see it. He co-directed with Rick Moranis, Strange Brew, the greatest film yes. ever. It yeah. is a great film. No, Dave Thomas is a very talented individual. He is hilarious. He makes you laugh. This movie is a misfire. And the only Where's guy the who Barbie doesn't doll? is Dave can Thomas. I, can I get my Barbie doll back at least? <laughs> That's a good example. Like, you see the Barbie doll up his ass and like, oh, I know this comedy. But then it's going to go on to do serious medical drama. It's going to go on to do love interest story. It's going to do disgusting, like, poop things and human organ things, really gross things. The tone of this film is all over the place. Which is crazy because it's really drab and pedestrian. It's just corridors. I mean, granted, it's a medical hospital where they make fun of, well, you know, not fun, but they're, they're all props, these guys. Well, it's we're not the listening to any of it. I mean, you're seeing the visual of corridors, but I mean, there's lots of jokes going on. But it's, yeah, but it's not, there's no pop to it. I mean, I, I watched a couple minutes of this, I grant you. Oh, here we go. Sorry that you don't have to handle all this. That's your decision. Dan Eckford's always the same guy. He's always that guy. But he stopped. You know, he only shows up in cameos. Like the fact that he has a credit in this means that he has an extended role is great. Yes, we saw is. him in 99. Look at those plugs. Got something to plug his hair. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything to plug? No, I already plugged it. Yep, plugged away. No, but I'm saying Dan Aykroyd always has the same canter, same tone. He, he, sure, he's doing a different character, but he's reading it in the exact same way every single time. I mean, he sounds like Do you like find Richard that funny? Nixon. Do you, do you yeah. find him? Do you, yeah. So, Dr. Detroit, you thought that was funny? No. No. Uh, <clears throat> nothing but trouble? No. Uh, spies Like Us? No. Uh... Saturday Night Live, Ghostbusters. I mean, Trading he, Places. He was very funny in that. Neighbors, he he had a. They switched the roles. He was the evil one, and Belushi was the milk toast. <laughs> I loved him in Neighbors. Yeah, I saw that in the theater, man. Okay, turn up the time. sound. Oh, you're joke. Hear, All right, this. You're, you're going to hear the speaker go. Mike Hunt to OBGYN. Mike Hunt. To... Can't hear it over the music. Yeah, I know. So the thing is, when I heard that Mike Hunt to OBGYN, I started thinking maybe every time I hear that lady, it's something funny, but it's inaudible. You can hardly oh. hear it. Is that radar from MASH? So what just happened is she gave him a BJ. Okay, that's what just happened, and that sets us up for our next bit. Uh-oh. Did she swallow? No offense. She certainly did. I can't believe I missed it. Ew, wash your hands. Gargle and mouthwash. So, um, 
this guy is sort of like our star. His name is Pat Kelly, and he's playing a guy named Dale Dodd. He's totally Canadian, all about Canadian, and she he's a big com comedic partner with another person in this uh, film. He didn't have that great a career, but um, but he did have a nice career. The the teacher, no, the star, the star. Now this is um, Doctor Toussaint, okay, and he goes by Tony, and we've seen him before in Meatballs Three. Oh, cool. Was he an angel or a terrestrial human? He was a um, motorcycle gang. Right, he was the motorcycle gang guy, and it was pretty funny. Uh, and he's funny in this one too. Now, when I started reading his credits, um, it was uh, he was in War Games, and I realized he was the guy who was like Mr. Potato Head, you know? Yeah, right. So I, I immediately text Eddie Deason, like, is there any funny, you know, anecdotal story about him? So he goes, his name is Maury. Uh, Shaken, and he passed away. He's totally Canadian. He says, Maury was a great guy to work with in war games. A bit, the bit in our scenes where Maury says, Mr. Potato Head, Mr. Potato Head, Maury wrote that himself. He showed it to me the morning of the shoot, and I loved it immediately. And to this day, I have people call me Mr. Potato Head. He actually, another person, Marty Bratt, actually deleted our scene, but then Marty got fired because the studio didn't like his dailies. But when John Badham, John Badham took over, our scene was one of the only scenes he insisted be kept in the film because of Mr. Potato Head. I had no idea. Oh, that's cool. All right, that's yeah. Eddie Deason. Uh, that's cool, Carl. Yeah, I didn't realize probably, that. Yeah. He will probably do another podcast. I've texted with him, and he's like, talk to my agent, but he'll do it. So. Right. All right. All right. The good old microscope. Are they going to cut to the one no, he's turn it up. Least... Turn it up. No. Oh, what a mystery. Oh, that's the callback. It's funny, right? What's this thing? Like, I watched this movie a couple minutes because I was like, I love Dave Thomas. I didn't know he made another movie. Mm -hmm. uh, he was he directed this film. It just seems pedestrian. Like, there's no like, they just did the grossest thing ever, and it doesn't rise. Like, the music weighs it down. This the set weighs it down. It's just oh, not a good film, and it's very unfunny many times. Now, you consider Dave Foley artist. She's bumping into David Foley, and she's like, "That's Doctor Whiteside, the heart surgeon, just like I want to be. Like, you know, how do I look?" And he's introducing himself to her, and he's just being a pompous ass. Yeah, let's hear. That sounds like my doctor. You know my doctor, Carl? Dr. Vinnie Booba? <laughs> yeah. Where, where, 
Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, is that what? <laughs> My mom. You would always do. You would always do a joke like that, like you know. Uh, and then he he had a special where Andy Kaufman played his doctor. Oh, okay. Uh, look at all that food, Carl. Yeah, lots of it. You like cafeteria food at the hospital? Um, only when there's no other food and you're like, I'm starving, and Dad's not dead yet. <laughs> That's the greatest part about eating at the hospital is that your mind's on something else. It really <laughs> doesn't matter what you're eating. You know, you'll be like, well, I can eat my worries away. I'll take two, please. <laughs> or I, I need something just to pick on. While I stare out in space. The only people who actually eat the meals are probably the, those guys, the doctors and stuff. There's no patients in there anyway. I have no patience for this movie. <laughs> the only patients you'll see are, no, you'll see many patients. What am I talking about? Now, turn it up. This is a very unfunny thing. Okay, it keeps coming on. Oh, it stopped. It stopped. That was the last line. He had the last laugh. Now, this is actually funny. She's like, Are you sexually active? And she goes, No. She goes, No, I'm, I'm, I just lay there. And then he's like, you're pregnant. You know who the father is? And she goes, no, who? Oh, that's there's good. There's funny stuff in this, but there's also lots of unfunny things. So much so that it's not a good movie. I was half expecting, like, a musical. This music is, like, predominant. Like, I still have the hook from the last comedy bit. Well, that bass was, like, slap. oh, gross. This is why you should eat afterwards. Now, in this scene, like they're telling him, you got to watch the EKG. And he's like, don't tell me, intern. And then the guy dies, you know. Gotcha. This was shot before COVID, I take it. Because no one's wearing masks. Well, Mike, I wanted to bring that up. Nobody wears a surgical mask during surgery. It's crazy. Now, is this Canadian healthcare at its finest, Carl? You want to get on your soapbox about Canadian healthcare? I oh, birds my gullet. What is what? They have universal healthcare. That's good. Yeah, they need except no surgery, uh, no mass during surgery. Uh oh, late for surgery. Right, he's supposed to be assisting as an intern, and he's not. It's very hard for me to watch because that's my father on the operating table. On the table. How to sue. How to sue Dave Thomas. Now, a lot of people may not recognize Dave Thomas, the actor, and when they hear Dave Thomas, they what think they... Wendy's hamburger. Oh, okay. Because he was, what, the owner? 
at least spokesperson for for decades, television spokesperson. He was the owner, and his daughter was not a spokesperson, but the the um, logo. Right. He had a lot of charity events. I actually went into a, a Wendy's maybe thirty years ago, and uh-huh. I got a free paperback written by Dave Thomas about the importance of family, and his he does a lot of work with adoptions and stuff like that. He did had like a foundation. Uh, I don't know. But is to give a shout like out. A right wing uh, villain. Was he? I don't I know the story if he wrong. was estranged from his daughter, like him and his daughter didn't talk or something. I don't know the story of when Dave Thomas of Wendy's. I just <laughs> think he's like super conservative and, and, and the left likes did not like him. I think. I think the left did like the baked potatoes. They were dry, you know. No, you know, actually the baked potatoes are the best thing in Wendy's. I like the chili. Yeah. Baconators, eight strips of bacon. Wow. Holy, holy bacon. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, is the guy dead? Yeah, the guy's way dead. And we 